Welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Westchester County, New York. My name is Keith Carroll. I am joined by the number one high school football coach of the nation today, my cousin, Samuel Hare. Sammy, what's going on, man? Good nation. What's going on, everybody? Guys, Mike is in Turks and Caicos, all right? He's doing things. He's having fun. The guy works hard. He's doing 80-hour weeks all year long. He needs a break sometimes, Okay. Let my boy live. So he's out there doing his thing. Last week, look, we weren't able to get a show to you last week. We tried our best. We were in transit. Me and Mike were out there in Ohio at the Hall of Fame game. We had a blast. The trip, Mike flew into New York, actually. I picked him up from the airport. We drove out to Pittsburgh. Jet fans, we put a picture on our AEBG. Me and Mike, with the green on, walk right into the number one Steelers bar. Right up to the bar. We had lunch, carried on for an hour. Thought there might be a few comments. Guess what? It was the complete opposite, Sam. People were coming up to me and Mike and saying, hey, this could be your guys' year. The Jets could be great this year. I couldn't even believe it, but I was here. Because, Sammy, Pittsburgh was a house of horrors for the Jets for a long time, especially that Rex Ryan era. But that was tremendous. So me and Mike went to Pittsburgh. On the drive out to Canton, uh, Sammy, we saw Mike saw for the first time. Now, I've seen Amish before, Sammy. I've witnessed them with my eyes from a distance. Never seen them rolling around on a horse and buggy, ripping it up on the streets. Which me and Mike saw. We're gonna have a vlog for you guys next week. That'll be a lot of fun. Our travels that we had. Um, I know that blew Mike's mind. Hall of Fame game was a lot of fun too, Sammy. We enjoyed that. Hall of Fame itself is great. We went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So me and Mike did a lot of fun things. But let's get into the game itself. I mean, the game, Sammy, to a degree, it's that extra preseason game that teams get. It used to be the fifth extra game. Now it's a fourth extra game because they only played three, Sammy. So a lot of times in these scenarios, you don't see a lot of starters. You don't see a lot of the high-end players. That was the case here. You did see Zach Wilson. He played. Kind of mixed review. I want to kind of get your take on Zach Wilson in a sec, Sammy. Becton, supposed to play 20, 25 snaps, only played seven. He was another guy I think a lot of people are kind of looking at. Him coming out after seven snaps. He played fine. Everything was fine on the seven snaps, Sammy. But he came out and said he felt a little bit of discomfort. Um, that's not really what Jet fans want to hear, Sammy. But you watch the game. We got some notes to go through, Sammy. What did you think first and foremost? You know, the Jets lost 21-16. That's kind of irrelevant here. But what did you think of Zach Wilson, how he looks, Sammy? Not a lot of attempts, but didn't look too bad out there. Some good, some bad. What did you take away from his short little cameo? Um, I think the ironic part about the whole thing, right, is the best play. The play he looked the best was the play that Aaron Rodgers called on the sideline. <laughs> when they're backed up on their own 30 and he's like, Hey, air it out hack. Like, let's have some fun here. Um, and it was a great ball. Like Taylor was wide open on the sideline. Um, so, and you like to see them having fun with it. I think, um, for Zach, especially he's someone that seemed really anxious and scared out in that football field. So to get him to like, love the game, I think is a 
big part of his development um, and, and getting him to have fun with it too. So, yeah. uh, you know, it was like, it was, it, it was what it is with him. I'm, I don't care about him for another year and a half, you know, uh, I like to see what I'm seeing out of him. But other than that, I'm hoping out Roger sticks around this year or next, and yeah. then we don't have to really address him until then, you know, but otherwise, um, Taylor looked really good. Brownlee looked good again. Um, so some of those receivers, those younger guys, those undrafted free agents are working out nicely for us too. So yeah. that was really positive. Yeah, I think with Zach Wilson, I mean, you saw the coaches say the right thing, Sammy, about Zach. He looked comfortable, he looked poised, etc. I think Jet fans with a trained eye who watched that, Sammy, kind of saw the similar, similar body, how do I even say it, Sammy? Uh, it yeah, just looks say, the same to me, yeah. right? Um, as he's looked in the past, I saw the one the one time he could have maybe scrambled for a first down. He's to the right, Tammy he does the full three sixty spin, scrambles out to the left, goes to cut in, which is how he hurt his knee that time. Falls down. Okay, he had a pass bound down the line of scrimmage. The best pass he had of the day, like you said, Sammy, that was Malik Turner. So I mean, that was a good pass, like you said, though that was Rodgers seeing it. And I guess this is one good thing we could say. Look, Zach was three for five, 65 yards in the day. 57 of those yards were to Malik Turner on that play. But he did put the ball right on him. Right and on. It, all, it is an example, Sammy, for Zach to know, man, the mind of this guy on the sideline, the mind he has for this game, the Jedi level he has ascended to is something I aspire to be. Here's an example. Immediately in the first game, he's on the sideline and I'm playing. He whispers something in my ear, and I'm throwing a 57-yard pass on the sideline to Malik Turner. I mean, these are the type of scenarios where Zach can build that trust to be like, if he didn't already know, right? I'm not saying he didn't, but if he didn't already know, and maybe I should listen to this guy. Maybe I need to learn as much as I can. Sammy, boom, an example right away. Um, I yeah. think, good. And, and also, just to like spin off of that too, I think for Jet Nation, looking at what is to come with Hack and Aaron Rodgers. They were able to do that. Aaron Rodgers wasn't even on the field. They used a third party person to make that happen. Yeah. Right. They were just like, hey, like, we're going to get this kid who's like an undrafted and Zach Wilson. And like, I saw this, do this instead. Like, imagine what they're going to be capable of when they're on the field with Rodgers and Garrett and Hacked in there calling these types of plays. Um, um, that's that's excites me, you know, yeah. that they just on, on the fly just do that in the first preseason game. Yeah, and, and like, and for the most part, look, the Jets only had nine first downs. We only had 188 yards of offense in the whole game. So the offense looked good, it didn't. I know Strebler struggled a little bit, Sammy. Um, and our boy got caught, one for seven with interception. I mean, we loved him last year, the CFL legend. He will 100% get picked up by another team to be on their scout team, to be on the practice squad. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you get to run back here with the Jets to play in the practice squad also, Sammy, um, down the line here. So he got cut. Offense didn't look great, Sammy. Like I said, nine first downs. He had 135 yards passing on the day, Sammy. 53 yards rushing. Our boy Abanacanda popped up, had a touchdown. We, we love him. He's a guy that we're hoping for big things this year, Sammy. Nine carries, 27 yards for him. He looked pretty good. Getting to the corner there, the touchdown play was basically just they gave him the ball and he just beat the guys at the corner, Sammy. There wasn't much to it. That's kind of what he's going to bring to the table for the squad. Now, we're going to shortly get into Dalvin Cook and maybe some of the running back situations here. Vanekan to nine carries, 37 yards. He wasn't out there running with the top-level offensive lineman, but he did pretty good with what he had to do. I think, Sammy, some of the other guys that I took note of in the game, Greg the leg, 
with a 54-yard field goal, a 53 and a 44-yard field goal, um, one uh, point after. Sammy, one thing that's kind of overlooked here, and as a high school coach, you know, because it's rough. I, I mean, sometimes the kicking game is just torturous. I mean, you winning winning and losing a game kick. on a kick. I don't kick. High school football, too. I mean, I, I've seen some of your games. That is, that is brutal sometimes. It's really hard. None of those kids are uh, definitely practicing to be a kicker at a high school level. You know, but when you get to the NFL here, even in the NFL, Sam, for years and years and years after Myers left, we just did not have any stability at kicker. And I just want to say, man, I know it's a kicking position, but in a year like we're about to have, where we're hoping to have double-digit wins, some of these wins might hinge on a kick or two. Sammy, I think Greg Leg for a long time, uh, for the first time in a long time for the Jets, has brought a lot of stability to the position. And I think that's a lot of times overlooked because all the good teams, nine times out of ten, have a pretty good kicker, Sammy. Yeah, so just to highlight a couple things you mentioned too, right? Um, I guess from the offense, that's kind of what we're expecting with Zach Wilson in there, to be honest, right? Um, yeah. All Jet Nation, I'm sure. Um, and the uh, uh, kind of like his speed is tremendous. So I'm excited to see what that looks like, you know? Um, and from the coaching perspective with the kicker, Morstead looked great too. He put True. one inside the five-yard line yeah. at one point. Um, and we haven't had a punter in – for a kicker either, but punter yeah. either in forever. So it looks like Greg the Leg and Morstead are going to be great for us. I think it's going to be really important because if we are punting, hopefully this year, it's punting with, you know, we're trying to pin them inside the 20-yard yeah. line because we're in decent field position, right? So seeing that from Morstead is kind of what you, you're you hoping that in a reality, you know, in a real season, regular season game, that's the situation you find yourself in. And Greg the Leg, man, giddy up, dude. Like we found Ouch. one. Just keep him until he like just is retires. Yeah. You know? So Sammy, last year with the leg, um, he was thirty for thirty-seven, which might not sound great, but he was six of eleven from fifty yards. So five of those misses were from fifty plus. He was twenty-four of twenty-six under fifty, which is as good as it gets when it comes to being under fifty yard line kicks. And then he missed those five that are fifty plus. They're fifty-four, fifty-five, or fifty-six. These aren't chip shots. And then he also knocked in two 57-yard field goals. And he made a 60-yard field goal last year. Um, so he was a stud last year, man. I'm, I'm really happy that we have him back and we have some stability there. Some other guys that play well. We know Bryce Huff had a sack in the game. A guy that when you look at his production and then look at the actual amount of snaps he plays, man, that guy is always always makes something happen in every game he plays. And he did last year, too. It always seems like he does something good. I know Sherwood, Sherwood caused the fumble out there, picked up by Javelin Gidry, who always seems to be in the right place at the right time. We talked, we talked to his dad on the show once, man. He had a lot of fumble recoveries a few years ago with the Jets also. Um, like we said, Abanaconda played well. Chad Surratt with an interception of 55 yeah. running down the sideline. That's huge for him. A guy trying to make the squadron. Brownlee, um, we were keeping an eye on him, Sammy. Only two catches for 17 yards, but it wasn't like he was out there dropping balls or not running the right routes. Just, just a, a victim of circumstance. I think he's probably someone you can count on making the squadron. Um, and then a 45-yard return by Gibson there, too. You saw him on special teams. I think Hardman will probably be the kick returner, but Gibson trying to show you something there on special teams. So, look, they lost 21-16. The defense gave up 339 yards, 167 yards. I think 100. Hold on one second. Sorry, fucking dog. Um, the defense gave up 339 yards total, Sammy. Pretty balanced attack there from the Browns, but it's preseason game. We didn't have any of the big-time studs in there, so not really any cause for concern for me. Um, I thought they played pretty decent in there. You're not going to take too much out of that. We went through all the highlights, Sammy. I think one of the things to keep an eye on here coming out of that, and you mentioned this before the show, was Makai Becton. 
Uh, I've talked to a ton of Jet fans out there in Ohio, man. If we were representing in Canton, they were all over the place, all over the Hall of Fame, all over this field. And mind you, Canton is 20 minutes away from Cleveland, Sam. It's basically the Browns' home game. And I heard how angry the Browns fans were, and the Cleveland fans were, and the Canton people were, but the New York fans are coming in, and they're paying $100 for a ticket and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, that's how much tickets cost where we live. Sorry. Sorry, we outpriced you. Lost time demand. So the place was filled up with green, Sammy, but... A lot of guys, people were concerned with Becton. One, his health. Second, the attitude when he came back in after the injuries. Jets don't love me. No one cared. Blah, 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 blah. All that nonsense. Um, he only played seven snaps in this game, Sammy. Is there, considering everything he's been through, considering the attitude, considering they were hoping for 20 or 25 snaps, which probably means, Sammy, they wanted him in there for at least three series. Four series, maybe, right? Just play fun. Um, what are we taking away from this with Becton? Is this just another... Small disappointment is now what's become just a big. It's like when I was growing up, they had PB Herman had this big tinfoil ball, and you know he's put more on it little by little. And with Beckett, it's like this ball of negativity, and we keep having little things to tack on it. And there's not a lot of positives coming out, Sammy. They said he looked good for those seven snaps. I get it, but Sammy, he only played seven snaps. We're waiting two years. This guy yeah. to play. Yeah. So uh, just a couple things I did want to highlight: Sherwood. Um, from the game was all over the field, showed a lot of athleticism and speed out there. So that's a nice third option. I know Jets were really worried about depth there. So unless Mosley them, that's a nice third option. And this guy, Tony Adams, has come out of nowhere and basically taken the second safety Hell spot. Yeah. So I just, I thought he was worth mentioning. He's been playing lights out in camp. He played Sammy, great. That's a great point. And that's a great point because that's someone we probably should be highlighting more. Mike mentioned him last week. You mentioned this. We've got someone that, I mean, we signed Amos probably thinking he's going to start. It seems like Tony Adams is the dude though, man. That's a good call. Yeah. He's just, he's come out of nowhere. Just been great. So um, just some good news for Jeff fans all around. With Becton, I, I think, I think you'll see him traded to be honest. You can't, oh, wow. you can't evaluate anybody based on what you've seen from him. There's no upside in keeping him. Dwayne Brown comes back. He's not going to play. He's clearly the fourth guy behind Max Mitchell, who in camp apparently he's come back and played really well. And he was good for us last year when we threw him in as a developmental guy. Sure. You know, and we just kind of threw him in the fire and he kind of rose to the occasion a little bit. So I'm interested to see a lot of these guys over the summer and that offseason, um, the, the ones who take it seriously and do well. Um, and we've seen guys, I know one, the guy, Ali Marpret, who graduated from my high school, right? That Those off seasons are really important. And if they take it really seriously, you can see those offensive linemen make, make huge jumps and yeah. leaps in their off seasons. Um, Marpet went from somebody who was drafted from a D3 school to the Super Bowl champion on Tom Brady's Tampa Bay offense, right? Yeah. And one of the highest paid guards in the NFL. So Mitchell's got the talent and the abilities to do these things, and he's now asserted himself right below Dwayne Brown as that second guy. And Becton's now fourth on the list. So I don't know if he sticks around. Yeah, I mean, Becton could be in trouble. Well, he could be in trouble. He's a guy that I know we drafted him high. I think it was pick number 13. But at this point, that ship has sailed on worrying about draft value with someone and getting your most out of them. They have to do whatever they have to do to protect Aaron Rodgers. That's the main part. If it's Max Mitchell, it's Max Mitchell. Like Sammy's saying, so apparently Max Mitchell's playing pretty good in camp. Um, but those linemen do make jumps. I mean, look at Andrew Thomas on the Giants after his first year was looked at as maybe someone that was a bust pick or maybe not a great pick where they took, I think it took him fifth or fourth overall. And now he's, you know, one of the better tackles in the league. It took him a couple of years, but he made those big jumps in the offseason. Beck didn't seem to be the opposite. You know, he's supposed to rehab his knee. The Zach's first year he gets hurt, doesn't get the surgery the Jets suggest he should do, says I'm going to rehab my knee myself, and then comes back and he's 400 pounds. And then when he gets hurt, 
exclusivity here, man. I'm hoping he comes back. I'm hoping he plays great because he could be a huge weapon for us. But we're projecting Aaron Rodgers is the guy that's going to be out there, everybody. Um, I want to mention, too, this weekend, obviously, we know it was Browns, we know it was Jets, but there was two Jets that went into the Hall of Fame. One of those Jets being this man right here, Darrell Revis. Welcome to Revis Island. Shout out to the Hall of Fame store at, uh, in Canton, Ohio with the dopest t-shirts of all time. I got a Joe Klecko one as well. Darrell Revis, man, Joe Klecko, Sammy. Um, we already talked about him a bunch on the show, but Klecko, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, made the Pro Bowl three positions. Darrell Revis, we know, seven-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro. In my life, Sammy, now, um, it's Kevin Mawe, Curtis Martin, it's Revis, and it's Klecko. Insofar as the guys I watched play, and you've watched them all play two different degrees. I know you were smaller for some of those guys. We've actually seen four Hall of Fame level guys play and get in the hall. Not Klecko for you, Sammy. You weren't alive. The other three, you were alive. No. But you did yeah, see the angle. Yeah, my Sammy. man Curtis, right my, here, baby. My favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite. Him. He's my favorite Jet of all time. Him and Joe Klecko, my two boys. For Jet Nation, this is the first jersey I ever owned, by the way. Oh, respect, yeah. respect that. And Joe Klecko. I mean, I had a Joe Klecko jersey when I was little. It probably was the first one I ever owned. Um, I wonder where that is now. Maybe a Goodwill somewhere throughout the United States. I forgot that name for a long time ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, the next the next guy on the list for the Jets potentially could be Nick Mangold. Seven-time Pro Bowler, four-time four All-Pro for him. Same exact resume as Darrell Revis when it comes to Pro Bowls and All-Pros. Um, and we know a stud forever. Even when he wasn't in the Pro Bowl, the guy was one of the best. I don't think Brick Shaw has as good of a shot. I think Brick was really good. Brick was super consistent. Never missed a game, never missed a practice, as we all know. Um, but I think Bangold has probably more Hall of Fame credentials, Sammy, to Jet fans. They're both all-time studs. I think Bangold could get in there in a few years, though, Sammy. Um, but getting back to the Jets now, a few more things to talk about. We'll get out of here. I'm going to wrap it up talking about that Panther game real quick. Dalvin I mean, Cook Keith, visited Chris, Sammy. With, with Revis, I, I, back in the day, I used to have a Revis Island phone case on the back that had him, like, intercepting a football. <laughs> and it like, had, like, a little island with a palm tree, you know. He was, like, the first guy I was, we were really excited about. You know, no, I, feel like... I understand. I understand he took over. The way Sauce has kind of taken everywhere by storm right now in his first year, Rebus did probably like in his third year or fourth year. Right. When it comes to the current situation, Sammy, we didn't get to talk about this too much with you last week. Uh, we know Dalvin Cook visited Sammy. We know that he was on the field with Jets players. You know, so like practice, the way, Sammy, the aesthetic of the visit and the way it looked was like, oh, this is a done deal today. You know, it seemed like, I know that's a naive way to think, of course. Um, it just seemed like that way to Jet Nation. I had the graphic made up for me and Mike. We're ready. We were ready to blast it on Instagram, Sammy. Doesn't sign with the Jets. It seems like, Sammy, he maybe didn't want to hear that when Brees Hall comes back and maybe be a 50-50 split. This is all speculation. I have no idea. He might just be looking for more money. I know Ezekiel Elliott's still out there. Sammy Fournette's out there. Both those guys are good, Sammy. They're, they're, they're not the fastest running back, but I think in the red zone, they could be effective. Fournette has really, really good hands. Elliott inside the five-yard line is an absolute stud. Not really that fast anymore, but still probably a productive running back. What do you think, Sammy, when it comes to Dalvin coming in, not signing? Should the Jets still pursue? Should we still have the interest? Do you think they should pivot to Elliott, to Fournette, to Kareem Hunt or something else? What are your thoughts right now on this situation? Yeah, so, I mean, it seems like all these running backs are kind of sticking together in this whole, like, we're not going to sign deal. I know Barkley sort of, like, broke away from that. I was like, I'm, I'm yeah. going to sign for my squad and, like, play football, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but the rest of them are just kind of sitting tight and seeing what's going on. I really like the idea of pursuing another running back. I don't – I'm not really sold on Michael Carter. I haven't been for a while. Um, and I think coming back – a rookie running back, coming back with that knee injury – 
any running back coming back with a knee injury, it's a tough transition back. It took Barkley two years, and Barkley's a special guy, right? And it took Tim two years to, like, get back to where he was last year. So with Brees, you're always hoping it's just the year. He comes back this season, and he's great. But realistically, he's going to need some time. He's going to need that rest. And if you can go out and get a dude like Dalvin Cook, and then you have Izzy in there as well, and you got Dan Knight, who, again, Dan Knight's been the best running back in camp right now. Yep. Because Brees Hall's not really a participant, right? Carter's out there. Um, who else? We got like six guys out there. Vanakanda. Yeah. Vanakanda. But clearly, Dan Knight is the guy right now. Yeah. Not on that field. <clears throat> I love the, but I don't think he's, you're in between the tackles runner. And that's what Brees Hall brings you. And if Brees Hall needs a break, well, you need a guy who's in, in between the tackles runner and Dalvin, Fournette, and Elliott all fit that archetype yep. for you. Even yep. if it's a five-yard chunker, you know, like yeah. who cares? And Cook, unlike those other guys, I think Elliott and Fournette can still grind you some yards out. I think Cook, I mean, last year he had a run. He still got left. He, he got clocked. He got clocked at, um, I think it was like, Oh, we're at 10 minutes, so we're good, Sammy. Nice. Yeah. Um, we're going to get this done, bro. He got yeah. clocked. Let me hold on a second. Like, I'll fill in if you want. Like, Because he's – he Dalvin's still got a ton of legs underneath him, I think. He's still young enough. I mean, yeah, his carry load kind of scares you. But people forget that the Vikings used him a lot in the pass game as well. And they gave him a lot of breaks because they've always had a pretty decent yeah. backup too. Yeah, so, and also um, with Dalvin – um, last year there was a run he got clocked, Sammy. He was going about 23 miles an hour or something insane. So he still got the breakaway speed. Forget that first year he only played five games. Second year he played 11 games. The best four years he's only missed a couple games due to injury. He missed a couple games with COVID. And the, the carry share has gone down because they changed the offense in Minnesota. Last year they didn't run the ball nearly as much. They, they really went to Jefferson. That offense is one of the highest passing offenses in the league. So I think that's not someone you got to really worry too much about wear and tear. It's just off the field stuff. I know there's a few issues here off the field you got to worry about, but um, I really wish they would have locked him down by now. I prefer him over Elliott or Fournette or Hunt. I think right. one of those guys is going to be on the Jets. You hear Elliott saying, Sammy, that he prefers that Elliott's agent has come out and he's narrowed it down to this team and the Jets. I think the other team wants to but I was like, all right, well, I'm not even sure the Jets want you, but he probably does want to be on the Jets. That would make sense. Reese Hall was the guy getting you down the field, and then you had either one of those guys as you get in the red zone, because Elliott gets still on the field. So what right. happens, man, I know that Cook might not want to be second fiddle, but you got to kind of put on the scale. What are you looking for? The best contract? The best situation to win a championship? There's a lot of variables here. So I think when the smoke clears, the Jets are the situation that could probably give them the best chance to win a Super Bowl and be great, and also financially set you up. So I think in the end, it's going to be a New York Jet. But let's see what happens. Tonight, yeah. Sammy. Tonight, debuting, 10 o'clock tonight on HBO, Hard Knocks, New York Jets, episode one. Now, the Jets hemmed and hawed about it. I know that they didn't want to do it. They turned it down twice. They even made certain conditions for the crew to even be there filming at all. So this is not something they walked into necessarily willingly, but here it is. Tonight's episode, I know they're going to probably feature, at least from the preview, a little bit of Aaron Rodgers' new home, maybe some Dalvin Cook saga, maybe a little bit of that Hall of Fame game, Sammy. Um, I don't think this is going to necessarily have too much of a negative effect on the team, no matter what you hear from outside. It is what it is. Guys like Aaron Rodgers and Salah and all the players you could possibly name, these guys have had cameras in their face their entire life. 
This might be slightly more intrusive, don't get me wrong, but it's not going to change the way they practice, it's not going to change the way anybody prepares, it's not going to change the way they call plays and games or anything like that. Um, I know people like to bring up all types of reasons why, oh, this will have a negative, like Sean Payton's comments, Samuel, which were so over the line that he took them back and apologized for all of them, so I guess we have to go too further down the line with those things. Um, I love Aaron Rodgers' response to all that, too, because it was the same exact thing I said on this show, Sammy, ABG Nation, which was he was compensating for something. What do you think about Hard Knock, Sam? Are you excited to watch? Are you stoked? Are you are you happy? Are you kind of just think, just get this over with and get the season started? Uh, I'm excited because it gives me like something to look forward to. I'm, I'm always curious about camp. I know a lot of people are, so it's a. I think it's a cool way to get some insight, right? Like I just finished watching that quarterback series on Netflix. Oh, it's, great. it's fantastic. It. Of course, our boy Peyton Love Manning it. used it. Love everything about it. Excited to see who they're going to follow this season. I can't wait for that too. So Hard Knocks is just another like kind of insight into this Jets world, you know. And as Jets avid. You know, if it was a drug addiction, I'd be in, you know, <laughs> I've had some serious issues yeah. here, but um, I can't wait. I'm really excited for Hard Knocks. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm excited to see the personalities. I think we've got some great ones for it between yeah. all the rookies, all the sophomores. Like we've got, I think, you know, we've got the mullet man and sauce on the same field. Like we'll, <laughs> I'm sure we'll see some fun stuff. Um, and that's why I tuned into the, Hall of Fame game, right? No one really wants to watch a bunch yeah. of third, fourth, fifth string guys play, but football's back, so everybody tunes in, right? Yeah, even my wife now today. Today is me and my wife's third anniversary, and we're going out for a lovely dinner. I told her about Hard Knocks, and she loves reality shows, so she's in. She's in for tonight. Tonight, 10 o'clock on my anniversary now. I'll be watching that with the wifey. Nice. Um, maybe she'll want to watch a rom-com or something like that, Sammy. No. She's like, let's put it on. I want to see Aaron Rodgers' house. I want to see the drama with the Jets. She's all in. So I'm all excited right. about that. Thank you, Hard Knocks, for making that happen. Finally, my watch is going to watch something. She's going to watch something Jet-related right. and not be staring at her phone, you know, the whole entire time, which is what she does most of the time. Unless it's at the game, the Jets bless. But get to one last thing, Sammy, just a few minutes here. Jets play the Panthers on Saturday. Um, we know the Panthers kind of retooled here. They got Bryce Young. They got Miles Sanders now. Um, they got Thielen in there. They got Shark in there. So kind of a whole new offensive attack. Um, they got a Quanu last year they signed. So it seems like they're going about it the right way, Sammy, on offense. We'll see what happens with Bryce Young. I think he is going to play. I don't think – I'd be surprised if Aaron Rodgers actually plays in this game. I think for Jet fans, what you guys want to be taking a look at for ABG Nation is the Jets and the Panthers have joint practices throughout the week. And this is Aaron Rodgers' chance to go against – not that Aaron Rodgers needs to practice, but how does the, how does the chemistry look with, with the receivers – going against Joe Horn and that's secondary during the practices. Normally, I know you guys might not be keyed in on practices, but since Rodgers, I don't, at least I don't think as of right now, Sammy, he's going to play. Um, that's something to keep an eye on during the practices, but I think that's the only time you'll really see Rodgers against this squad. But I think everyone else, for the most part, besides Aaron, is going to play. So we're going to have a chance to see Garrett if he's healthy. I think Garrett had a little bit of a uh, sat out for a couple days and that he's going to be in there, Sammy. I know on yeah. defense, um, Carolina was pretty good last year. Brian Burns, tremendous. Um, but I do want to see Rodgers versus their secondary. I want to see our O-line, our, our, you know, whatever the version that we're putting out there as our top-level O-line right now. I want to see them versus their defensive line. Their defensive line's really good. How our defensive line's looking versus their top O-line? Because Will McDonough, I mean, our boy Will. Will the he thrill. looked great, too. All I'm hearing is great things. All he I'm hearing. Great, he looked great. Can't, so, Sammy, him and Jermaine Johnson, these are guys that in this game I'm going to be keeping a big eye on. And during the joint practices during the I want to see how they shine. Um, they're going to go against pretty good offensive linemen this week, so it's a good test. That'll be fun to see. And then, of course, Becton. 
I think the two guys I'm going to be keen on the most, Sammy, is Beckton, Zach Wilson to a degree, right? Because we just want to see him improve, give us hope if he's the backup. But God forbid something happens to the chosen one, Aaron Rodgers. But Beckton and Brownlee. I'd love to see Brownlee shine in this game. We've heard so much about him. All these plays he's making in practice. I'd like to see him show some of that in the game. That'd be great, Sammy. And then Beckton, is he going to get out there? And can you just play three or four series in a row? I mean, let's go. I mean, we need to see that from you, Makai. I mean, just give us a little bit of hope. The game is 8-12, 7-30. should be fun, guys. Um, that's pretty much all we got for you this week. This is the preseason. We're rolling. The ship is in motion towards the regular season. We cannot wait. Me and Sam will be there um, for the Tampa Bay game Saturday okay. night. That'll be fun. That'll be our first chance to go to a game, Sammy, this year. Uh, a little summertime game, which I always love. We'll barbecue it up in the parking lot, chill. Perfect weather out for the game. I'm excited for that, Sammy. And that's pretty much all we got. Guys, if you want to get at AEBG Nation in any way, shape, or form, just Google AEBG Podcasts. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes. All of them. We're on all of them. And even though 90% of you guys, like I said, all the time, listen on Spotify and iTunes, we appreciate a follow and a like on YouTube as well. Mentioned something to you, Sammy. I forgot to mention earlier. We got pulled over on the way out to Ohio in the great state of Pennsylvania. And there was a mix-up where the police officer said, you don't have insurance. Now, I do have insurance, everyone. Okay? They just, my, I, I have a new policy. It didn't get updated with the DMV. Not my fault. I was able to show I had insurance. But it's too late. I'm pulled over by that point. And the cop, if he wanted to, Sammy, could have been a jerk. Could have said, I don't see that you have it, XYZ. I showed him. And then as we're talking, I find out he's from New Jersey. He's a Jets fan, okay? He loves the squad. He's asking me questions about the podcast, about the team, et cetera, et cetera. So I for, I don't, I didn't pick up his name, Sammy, because I was a little nerve-wracked because I'm like, oh, my God, am I about to get my car impounded for something that's not my fault? But officer, New Jersey, excuse me, Pennsylvania State Trooper, and you're part of that, pulled us over. Thank you very much for being so kind, letting me and my friend go, okay? On to Ken to watch that horrible game with the Jets Browns. I appreciate that. If you want to get us on all the social media guys, I mentioned them. So on behalf of the number one high school football coach in the nation today, Sam O'Hare, my name's Keith Farrell. Catch you next week, everybody. Peace out.